It is that time again. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Orange and Blue. I'm Ryan Evan, joined as always by Urbana's finest, Kevin Ducey. After a victorious Saturday for our Fighting Illini, we've got Chase Brown and the Bengals on. We got Sydney Brown and the Eagles finish, uh, finishing up right now. It's a good it was a good weekend for Devin Witherspoon. Uh, he, he was looking good for the Seahawks. It's just been it was a good weekend for most of the Illini in the NFL. It was a good weekend for us as Illini fans. What's up, Kev? Hey, man, not much. I appreciate everybody for uh, going with us on Monday night. I just got back from uh, Portland, Oregon. I was there for uh, – I was officiating my brother-in-law's wedding. It was a great time. Uh, so, I actually had to watch the game today, uh, <laughs> somewhat on the plane, and then when we landed. So, that's fresh. It's fresh. It is, it is fresh, man, absolutely. But, uh, hey, listen, it's one of those things that um, – and, and par, I'm part partially to blame. There's some other people out there as well. We, we came into the season with uh, really high expectations. So there's a little bit of our fan base that is really frustrated with a win. And they, we did that against Toledo as well. I don't think we can ever be frustrated with a win, especially being an Illinois fan. So, hey, we found a way. We did it. We won the ball game. We talked about this three-game stretch that we're in, that we can come out of this four and two and really look have our, our bowl hopes in line and where we want to go. So uh, it was win. We, 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 we handled the job. We, we beat, we beat a, a, a pesky FAU team. I think we beat them worse than the score said, and I, I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but, hey, won the ball game. Happy to see it. And now it's moving on to Purdue next week. 100%. You know, and as we jump into this breakdown at FAU, you know, I think the first thing is that the score was not indicative of the Illinois domination to a degree. Now, Kev, I know you were busy, but I had, when I was at the game, there was just so many plays officiating, I think, helped FAU out big time. Um, to me, I think the spot was bad on the fourth down call. On the no, it wasn't. You don't think so? No, I went back. The, the The problem on the, um, especially on TV, is BTN got the line the, the line to get like a yard and a half off. They did that multiple times in the game. Which he, is, which I got to be honest though, that's unacceptable. It it, it really is. They it's do. unacceptable. I mean, don't even do it then. But mm-hmm. that that was just one. To me, there was a couple others. First, the, the one one big one was if you're going to throw personal foul flags when Illinois hits the quarterback when he's down. Where was Luke Altmyers? Yeah. I, and, and, and you know you got uh, Hugh Robertson who touches a guy who d- doesn't fall because I mean there's it, it was the inconsistencies that were pretty bad. Um, there's still a lot to clean up, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Illinois Illinois really dominated the stat sheet there, right? And and I think it was 500 some yards to to 300. Um, we yeah, had, it was like 505 to 356, something like that. Um, we, we had 300. We had. 300 yards passing, 200 yards rushing. It was a nice balanced day. I think we, you know, one of the surprises, it was, it was nice to see because I think I mean, we're getting to that point where like, hey, want, ready to see the guy show up was Josh McCray. I think Josh McCray played really well um, and, and came in and did some nice things. Aiden Lawfrey looked pretty good in his couple of touches there. Uh, we, you know, 10 different receivers caught the ball. We're spreading the ball out. Luke Altmar had a really nice bounce back game. Yeah, he missed some throws, but he made some great ones. Uh Showed his legs again. I thought the sack, the sack fumble that he took early in the game, I, I, that was on him. I went back and watched that. He had over four seconds to, to from the time the ball hit his hand. He had four seconds in that pocket. That's enough time. It's enough time to feel that. But the offensive line play still has to improve. Uh, defensive line play wasn't as good as it was against Penn State. But the one thing that Illinois is doing, I think we're all seeing this right now, is there's an influx of youth coming in and playing. Um Ken Odaluga took more snaps than Tariq Barnes. Uh, We talked about this before the show. Zachary Tubby, he was out there a ton and graded really well. Number five, long corner, long arms. Uh, Our guy, Sabor Kareem, uh, you know, guest of our show, came in, made some nice plays. Almost should have had a pick six. Ball bounced in in and out of his hands. I guess guys number two for Illinois weren't allowed to catch the ball on Saturday. But there was a lot of good things. Henry Boyer showed well, blocked really well, got the tight ends involved. You know, three different tight ends caught ball. So, I, you know, it was good. It was a good game. There was just some little things where we could have put them away. You know, Chrysler gets called for the hold on the nice touchdown pass to Pat Bryant. I mean, there's just – we just had we, – we were just really close to, like, really putting this game out of reach. 
And then they had that 98-yard drive. And on that that drive, I'd like to – there was one key play. It was, it was a third and ten, maybe third and eight, third and nine. And we get pressure on them. And their quarterback stepped up in the pocket, evaded a little pressure, was still feeling the pressure, and dropped an absolute dime in his – I mean, it was a freaking beautiful throw. Right over an outstretched defender, long, long t- taking play with crossing routes. That's why we were able to get pressure. He made a beautiful throw, and that's what ended up giving them six. Um, that's a lot of a lot of youth on that drive too, though. Yeah, tons of youth in the ball game. Um, and, and 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 I and I think Aaron Henry, you know, alluded to that in his press conference today. Is he hated that to give that up because you know not only the the missed extra point, there was yeah. opportunity. Maybe they kicked the field goal on that first drive. That's another three. Yeah, you know, that touchdown that got taken off the board. That's another three or four points. It felt like a 31-10 type of win. So, but 23-17, it's not about Brown. And then think about this: Caden Feagan goes down. He could have easily scored. Well, in, in, in fairness, watching the game today, they they wanted him to score. Yeah, they did. They made, they made and, no they made no attempt to tackle the guy. What's your what's your what's your take on that? A lot of people when I was leaving six the one, game, it's six, it's six one half dozen the other. Yeah, a lot of people were mad because they were like, let the kid have his first touchdown. Why has he got to play by the rules to get the probability of win percentage? You know, it's like – and I and I was trying to explain to him, the, the coaches are going to love him for that, though. Oh, well, hold, yeah, hold on. Here, here's the biggest key factor there. He goes down, the game's over, right? He goes in the end zone and it extends the game. It's more plays on the field in a game that's still in question. Uh, dude, how many, how many guys – on our team went down Saturday with, with some sort of Nick, some sort of injury, Isaiah Williams, Reggie Love, Keith Randolph. I mean, did you hear what I just said? I mean, those are three of the top 10 most important players on our team. Uh, Taz Nicholson, concussion. Like they're just, we had numerous players hurt in a ball game. Why do you want to put, put our defense back on the field, our special teams back on the field to go have to make plays and you risk that. Um, Heck, I watched Friday Night Lights, the movie on the plane today. You know, got kid forgets his helmet and Booby blows up his knee. That's the crap that can happen if you have to take more snaps. I'm glad we didn't do it. Would love Caden to get his first touchdown. The dude will get plenty here at Illinois. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think we just agree that Illinois was the far better team. The score didn't show that. I'm not irritated. That was only a six point win. You know, it was the the defense though showed me a lot of things. I think we can take two weeks in a row though now, Kevin. And we can say that the defense is playing a whole lot better. Yep. I think they're they're showing that they can make big stops in the red zone, which they did against Penn State numerous times. They did uh, numerous times against FAU. I think they're showing that it doesn't matter who – it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a group of five team or a top ten power five team that um, that they can they can get the job done and, and – uh, and and they they're playing a lot better. And what what's exciting to me is that um, what's exciting to me is that you're seeing guys like uh, James and Josh Crutes, you know, on both sides of the ball. You're seeing uh, Aiden Lawfrey get into the end zone. Uh, who he looked, Aiden Lawfrey looked really good on that drive. Yeah, he did. The the run he got down to the goal to to set up the five yard touchdown run was beautiful. And, so, hey, like, listen, there's I've talked about st- stats of war before. Parker Fleming does a really nice job, and he goes, he's got a, a, a thing called did we really get that beat that bad, and it shows based on net efficiencies. And Illinois was was right there with Texas. I, Illinois had a better performance than, than Texas. So Texas beat Baylor by 32. We, we won by six. So there's levels of this, like, we, we weren't far behind Penn State, who won by 31. Oh, by the way, you just talked about our defense. Our defense played Penn State probably better than Iowa did. Now, granted, well, well, there's no, there's no probably about it, Kev. Our <laughs> offense certainly outperformed what Iowa's offense did. Yeah, and as we get into the, some stuff we'll talk about later in the season, it's like Big Ten West is wide open. It is wide open, man. Um, we did what we had to do to win the ball game. We still got a lot of little shit we got to clean up, man. There's just a lot of little penalties, little things that just take you out of drives, hurt you. Um, you had a holding penalty on a, a defensive holding penalty on a great play by Akis where he got the sack. There's just little stuff like that that just really bites you and, and it sustains drives and continues plays for and, and keeps the defense on the field. 
that we're going to have to clean up. Uh, and, and and that's very true. And I can tell you that the th that place was loud. We were all excited. But then when they called that hold on Xavier Woods, who, by the way, or Xavier Scott, yeah, yeah who did not have a very good game. And Aaron Henry said that, you know, he put him on their best player, who's a, who's an NFL type receiver. Yeah, he held. He did a good job, pretty much, with him when he was on him. But he had some other really. He made a. He whiffed on a big tackle that led to a big first down, and then you have that. He had a couple penalties that were just. They were they were painful because it deflated the entire stadium. Everybody was excited. They're like. You know, defense is stepping up a big sack by Gabe. We're making a punt again. Let's go put another one up, make it 30 to 10. Nope. First down, keeps the drive going. Then yeah, they, 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 the they didn't get points out. They missed the field goal on that drive. We got lucky. Yeah. So there was a there was a lot of things there that, that just the fans were ready to just explode. And I think everybody would have been really excited. But again, Illinois continues has continued to shoot themselves in the foot. And as we progress, and now we're about to talk, start talking about Purdue, that's something they can't do. If they're going to – as much as, oh, one in three Purdue. Purdue has a lot of flaws, a lot of big areas, even more than Illinois. But Illinois is not going to go into West Lafayette, Kevin, and get a win if they have 100 yards and penalties. And we don't see this offensive line stabilize to a degree because yep. they're still not consistent. No, they're not. Um, I mean, there, there was some, like I said, I think that sack fumble was on Altmaier a little bit. I think he held the ball on uh, too long. And I think he was waiting for a deep route to open up. I'd like to see the all 22 coverage of it, see if there was something there. Uh, there was some, there was a, there was a weird sack thing that uh, Adams gave up where Adams and, and Chrysler's guys looked like they were gonna do they were gonna do a loop or stunt. and they ran into each other. And when they ran into each other, it kind of knocked the one guy outside wide of Adams and let him straight path to the quarterback. Uh, that's the one I give him a little bit of grace on, but yeah, the offensive line's got to, they've got to, they've got to pass protect better. I think we ran the ball effectively enough. Um, one of the things I still would like to see us do more, and we haven't really done it since the Kansas game is we have to, um, we have to run Altmaier more. We've got to get in some of those, those read options, and there was a couple plays where he handed the ball off and, and carried out the fake. And I and, and by the way, those not aren't necessarily a read option. It may look, it may it may have the window dressing on it, but there might be no opportunity for him to keep that ball. That's not part of the play. He's just carrying out the fake to hold a backside linebacker uh, from flowing to create maybe a, a longer play. But there was multiple times that he did it, and there's nobody there. And Purdue is really struggling to, to contain uh, running quarterbacks. Uh, Mordecai beat him with his legs, beat him up with his legs. And we know that Schrader ripped him apart the week before for Syracuse. That being said, I go back to the stats of war information. The Wisconsin-Purdue one is pretty small, even though Wisconsin ended up winning by 23, 21 points. Uh, four Purdue turnovers, I think. Four fumbles lost or something like that. Really was a big differentiator in that game. Um, last thing I want to say about the FAU game, and, and, and Ryan, by all means, give some more thoughts if you want before we jump into Purdue, is I've seen some talk and some things around like, hey, did Johnny Newton take the day off? Absolutely not. Watching, watching, watching the dude, he was getting double and triple teamed all day long, and he was still making a difference. He was still creating some pressures that maybe you didn't see. He was also standing his guy up and, 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 holding it up so somebody else can – I mean, he, he did fine. And he also made some nice plays where he continued to, to track the ball, you know, from his defensive line position. But uh, Keith Randolph ended up playing pretty well, had probably his best game of the year. So, uh, don't think that by any stretch of the imagination that Johnny Newton took the day off. That yeah, was, you, you took the pass off. You took the words out of my mouth. That was one of the last things I was going to mention, that he didn't grade out well because he was triple teamed. So, I mean – uh and, and, and we flip him as much as that was herman did that like they 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 knew where four was yeah and 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 that shows you what kind of coach herman is herman has coached big boy football i mean he knows yeah, like and, and you know what johnny newton should take that as a compliment because tom herman if tom herman's telling his team you're doubling him and if you're not doubling him you're tripling him to me and that showed keith randolph was able to do what he should do when when Newton's getting double and triple team, Newton better have a big game. You know, he, yeah. he should, yeah. um, but 
what I like to see too, you know, I think Ken Odaluga had a big game, a real big game. And you mentioned it earlier, sung so much praise today from Aaron Henry. Uh, and, and that's just a guy I think, didn't I mention him a month ago about guys to watch? Yeah. And, and he didn't, and he hadn't played well up to this point the time that he had got in, he had not made a difference, but I think that you have to use him in different, different situations. I think he's probably the best blitzing linebacker on the team. I'd like to see him more used in some of that. And, and Seth Coleman was, was making some plays. He didn't, he, he didn't like, he didn't actually like really stuff the stat sheet, but you could see that he was making some things happen there. Um, I, it, he, it, it was get right game. I thought it was going to be, but Seth Coleman's like the Robin guy. Like he's always going to be Robin, but he's just such a specimen of like he's that guy that like chases everybody around, and you may not get credit for anything. He's always causing havoc. You know, it's like you know he's the guy that he's getting in there deflecting, hitting the arm of a quarterback, or you know disrupting a, 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 a specific run design where it's setting up other guys. But still, I think uh, I like what we're getting seeing from Alec Bryant. Um, I think he plays well. I think um, what I what I like to see, what I noticed definitely is on third down, they really do like a, an NHL mass substitution. Yeah. Uh, if you do, like they bring Clayton Bush in, uh, Nicario Harper's looks like he's earning more time, which is which is played good. really well. Played really well. I thought. Yeah. Harper has big time experience, so he played at Louisville. Uh, you know, he's been a guy who showed, you know, in his previous. Uh, stint. Wasn't he like a All American at like Jacksonville State or something? Alec Bryant? No, no, not Alec Bryant. Nicario Harper. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. I know he transferred from Louisville. Yeah, he went came from Louisville, but before that, he was at an FCS All American at yeah. Jacksonville State before they turned to Division One. So uh, Power Five. Uh, well, it's not Power Five. D one. Anyway. Um, yeah. So. I'm liking what, liking what I'm seeing from Harper, and then Bush comes in on third down. And it's looking like they're having row shit come in. They've got – you know, we got Kruitz. Kruitz had a big – you know, they gave him big time in that fourth quarter. They're actually moving him on to more agile, you know, tight ends or even running backs. They want Kruitz to cover those guys because he's quick enough. Yep. So, yeah, and what it does is just going to provide overall depth and, and it provides competition. It provides that you can't slack in practice. And so hopefully that'll that'll show itself a team that improves throughout the season. And we knew that, we, that we'd been recruiting some guys that could play and they're, and they're showing up. But Jeremiah Warren played. Uh, um, Murgan played. I mean, oh, no, Bray. Excuse me, not Murgan. Bray played. And so there's there's guys, there's young guys that are stepping up and getting some tick, and getting some run here. And so um, – I think, you know, it's only a week two of, of the adjustments of moving Adams to tackle and Chrysler to guard. I think it's been better than it was the first two games. It's certainly not good yet, uh, but I do think it'll continue to improve. Um, that being said, you know, like Crutes uh, needs to play better. He met, messed up. Look, the guy's name we don't hear get, get, get beat too often. He's played pretty well is Getsky. Getsky. I mean, Pearl got beat for one sack, but Getsky seems to be doing okay. Uh so, uh, and he was probably the guy that we, we him or between him and Cruz, we had the most questions about on the offensive line. Yeah. And now the thing yeah. is, Chrysler, Chrysler's just still, it's like if he's not healthy 100%, half step slow. Yeah. He just, you just can't keep him in there, in my opinion. Like you keep having Brett every week. I just want Brett, I know Brett can't ever just be. 100% with everybody. But it, to me, it's like stop giving us some, some coach speak. Well, you know, well, the problem is, is slaughter falls down. All, I mean, like a lot. Like he falls down a ton. I mean, it's like it's bad. And I don't know that there's a ton of faith. I think Chrysler is still the best guard option that we have to play every down right now. So, and and, and if you listen to the staff, though, Slaughter does a great job, and he's always he's done, there. he's done okay. He's done okay, but he just he just. I mean, go watch. You can watch him sixty six. He's always on the ground. Like it's yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Um, and and then it's like. I think White Knack and, you know, it sounds like maybe Henderson's time's coming next year, but I think White Knack and Barlev, you know, I, I like Hunter. I think Hunter White Knack's stout. I know Bart Miller really likes him. You know, I'm just – it's like at some point, if those are the best guys we got, then what's that saying about the guys under them? Because – Well, there's all, kind, there's all kinds of little things that we don't necessarily know. Like the, are, they, are they forgetting snap counts in practice or like just little things? Are they – getting getting called or, or pointed out for holds or 
Are they doing little things that are, are illegal linemen downfield? All stuff that inexperienced players seem to do that we that that goes beyond just blocking. So yeah, that. I know it's just it's just frustrating when you just hear the same stuff every week about the O line. And I know Brett to a degree has been like, look, they they can be better. And I think that's the most um, the most Brett's going to say about his his guys. Um, hey. Yo, yo, Maz here. They won't not start the same guys, or they show they were wrong, and it might cost us a game or two. And they've already done that. They, they've already flipped guys' positions. They're already playing younger guys. They're already starting some younger guys. They, you know, Tariq Barnes played less snaps than Ken, Ken Oluga. Like they're already doing that. Like it's already happening. So I, I completely disagree with that sentiment. Uh, and real quick, as we talk Illinois Purdue, Jason uh, Ron here has a comment. He said. <clears throat> this Purdue game is like is the Spider-Man meme. Porous O-line, defense shooting itself in the foot, but both have decent quarterbacks. Um, and to me, though, while and that is true, Illinois and Purdue have been tons of penalized heavily. O-lines have been under definitely under uh compensating. They've definitely uh been underwhelming. How about that? Um, but all the thing that I will say is that Illinois has not been gashed or people dominating them with the run where they're just can't even get off the field because people are running the ball down their throats. That's Purdue's biggest issue. Purdue is – if Illinois can't figure out how to run on Purdue, then that means they're going to be leaving guys wide open one-on-one in the secondary because they're going to be putting seven, eight guys in the box. Because there's there's going to be a lot of read options. There's going to be a lot of room for Luke Altmaier to hold the ball. But I assume that you know Walt, Walt and Kane. They're going to have a plan, and they're. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I think they're going to probably try to make Altmaier beat them. So I, I think that's probably right. But I mean, I don't know that. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I. I mean, I would. I would. Yes, I'm sorry. I would say that. I would definitely want to take away the run game still. Um, I, I think Purdue's defense is worse than ours. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Oh, cool. definitely. I, I didn't think cool. he said poor defense. I just said defense shooting itself in the foot. Yeah, is it? We do. I, I think that's where the difference of the the, the Spider Man memes is, and then and they and they can't seem to find out who they really. They're, they're doing running back by committee too, which is is interesting, right? Um, you figured Lockaby would have had it sold, would have had it had it been locked down, but I like what I saw from Tracy, and yeah, that. Is that number three? Yeah, that's yep. Tyrone and Tracy. Yep. Yep. Um, what? What? Here, here's some things that are going to have to happen. Is is you looked at who who hurt Purdue in that last game, and it was Braylon Allen and Tanner Mordecai, and that's what I think Illinois. I think Illinois set up the same same model. It's going to have to be. It's going to have to be Altmaier. I think Altmaier is going to have to use his legs a little bit more, and I think this is. I think this is the game where McCray starts to impose his will. He looked. He looked different this week. I mean, he was running with a, 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 a downhill aggression. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, I know there's been a lot of talk about how, like, our the offensive line hasn't been that great. But the offensive, I mean, we're still running the ball at a, at a pretty good clip, at a pretty good yards per carry clip. Uh, we're doing it really well in the second half, which is interesting. So that's one of the things to look at. And if can we wear down Purdue? Can we get the defense off the field? Can we stop it with the silly penalties? Um, Hudson Cards, a good good player. Uh, they've got some they've got some weapons there, uh, but they have not. Their offense hasn't really clicked in any game this season, other than maybe Fresno State. Uh, you know, and they're reeling right now. They're one and three with their one win against a pretty bad Virginia Tech team, um, with losses to Syracuse, um, uh, Wisconsin, obviously. And Fresno State to start the season. Uh, the line started out as Purdue minus three, minus two and a half, somewhere in there. It's already been bet down to one. The public's really liking Illinois. Uh, I, sometimes that doesn't give me the best feelings. You can tune in to Fade the Deuce on Wednesday night, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, but it's it's a game we got to win. You know, it, it was the primetime slot. It got moved off of it. You know, I talk about on Fade, fade the Deuce uh, all the time that home teams at night is a big advantage in college football. I much prefer the two thirty start. Uh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to play. We're going to have to clean the game up a little bit, but I, I think that Illinois can certainly go into West Lafayette and win that game. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, 
we're going to give our predictions here in a little bit anyway, but to me, I just feel like this line's moving because they see how porous defensively just Purdue's just porous defense. I mean, if you look at the amount of points they've given up from week one, 39, yeah, they gave up 17 to a uh, bad Virginia Tech team. Uh, and then they gave up, what, 35 to Syracuse and then 38 to Purdue. Yeah. I mean, they're averaging 30-some points a game they give up. But three times you've given up between 35 and 39 points. So not saying that Illinois is a world beater with, when they're, <clears throat> with, you know, taking the ball down the, <clears throat> the field, but – I, I don't see Illinois' defense giving up more than 21 or so, 24 tops maybe. Yeah. Do And I, I think Illinois can can get to the 30 mark. They put 30 on Toledo. I know Toledo's not a great defense, but I, I would pick Toledo and Purdue. If Toledo if Toledo and Purdue played, I would pick Toledo. So. Yeah. Well, if you go you go by some stats metrics, and we probably played a fairly equal schedule in terms of overall difficulty. I mean, you could give the edge to us because of uh, Kansas and Penn State. You could give the edge to them because they, I mean, technically they played one non-Power 5 team. Those are pretty decent Fresno State team. But it's funny. You go look at the, the overall stats, uh, and, like, our offense is fifth. There's this fourth in the, in the Big Ten in passing. Um, our defense is tenth against the pass. So there's this thirteenth. I mean, there's a lot of things that are there. They're a pretty porous pass defense, and that's one of the – and, granted, we've got a huge outlier – and the Kansas game is where we gave up the most, by far and away, the most yards this season. It'll be. I think we. I think this. I think Altmaier can have a big game, but I also think we can. I, I think that it's a. It's a Josh McCray pounding down their throat. And to me, that's where my irritation with Lunny has been. While I know it's hard to get on him last week when you're getting 500 yards. To me, though, I feel like at times he just doesn't trust himself. And, and, and when I say that, it's like, hey, the run's working. Hey, let's stop that for about a series and let's just sling it around. Yeah. Okay, great. And then three and out. And then the next play, okay, hey, now we're going to get the tight ends back involved. Like the tight end play actions worked every time. But then we'll hit it, he'll, we'll hit it for a nice one, and then you don't see it again for three quarters. <laughs> you know, so to me, I'm thinking, where is this logic? And the, the little side – like I, I tweeted about the little screen type bubble pass to Hank Beatty. When has it ever worked? <laughs> I'm just I've, I I want someone who who's as diehard and watches all the games. I don't care, please. Someone since Hank Beatty has been playing for last year, even they used it in the Iowa game. They used it in a couple other games last year. They've used it in three or three games so far this year. When has it ever gained more than one or two yards? Which is which is strange because we're able to pull it off with other guys, right? Uh, you know, we, we obviously do it to Isaiah a lot, and he does fine. And Hank's got some quickness, and Hank's got some ability. I mean, ability to make guys miss. He's got some athleticism. We we've done it with Casey Washington, done it with Pat Bryant. It's just I don't know. I think I think when Hank Beatty comes in the game, I think people realize that's what we're gonna do. Um, and that's why I'm saying though, a man's getting paid a lot. If me and you know it, you don't think the defensive coordinators are getting paid? Yeah, I'm fine with it. He still can't fumble the ball. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Hank, yeah, Hank's got a hold on the ball there. Uh, what one thing that I, I had, uh, I mean, we ran that that little, um, the little Isaiah basically pitched the pass forward on the, on the on the jet sweep kind of deal to Kenobi yeah. that picked up a first down. We did that. I mean, it was the first drive of the game, and I, I really would like us to see try to get seven the ball some more. I think Canary has, has got some, he's got some wiggle, he's got some toughness, much like Isaiah. He's small. But we saw when he hit those defenders, man, he pushed that pile forward. The kid's strong kid. And there was there was talk that I mean he's just he's just a really good run after the catch kind of guy. I'd like to see him continue to try and get him the ball. And I think that he's also the kind of guy that can get a little bit more separation from the DBs. Yeah, um, I think too. It was disappointing to see LZ kind of trip over himself and back to back plays like back to back i mean and, and those are those go on those go on altmeyer's you know 69% completion percentage yeah. you know it's like you got to make both of them first off and then they come right back to you and you let it hit you in the chest and it's like and then they just you, i don't think we saw them again did we i know we got 13 snaps so it certainly wasn't that but uh 
It's okay. Yeah, it's a, he's a freshman, man. If yeah. he, if you, I, you, I know you, this. He's not starting. <laughs> I'm a little disheartened for him, and I know there his family's disheartened as uh, Sean Miller. Uh, he's just kind of the forgotten freshman right now who earned a, his way onto the field last year, and apparently the staff doesn't feel like he's uh, earned it this year, which it's sad because I don't want to see that. You hate to see kids like that. You, you probably end up transferring, and you know, even though. It's the world of college football, dude. It is. I know. It's sad, though. It's like so much talent, but I'm like, is there? You know, it's like is if Illinois has this talented of a wide receiver room, then we should be rolling with grease here coming up soon. So uh, I hope hope that works out. And uh, I, I like Sean, but I just know that, you know, it's, it's sad to see, you know, when kids think they got something rolling and then it just doesn't work out that way. So, uh, I anyway, Kev, we'll get to your uh, – prediction here with Illinois and Purdue and then I'll give mine what, what you got so um I'm, 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 I'm a, your, your master said battles better he was open on the more TD I mean yeah get open on a trick play man let's I, I don't even know who battle is before the game let's be real uh but I, I yeah we don't know like uh we, we we don't know those guys yet and we don't know what the be said there uh, but he definitely was open on that post route lucky is I mean also as a defender trip behind him but uh, on the Purdue game so there's a lot of things at play here and I've heard some people say this is like the Ryan Walters like get Illinois game and I'm like what what like it doesn't doesn't make any sense it was, it was like when people were talking about what uh, what's his name uh Barker Daniel Barker Michigan State playing against us like he was gonna give it to us I'm like Dude, he left us. He was he was gonna be our starting tight end. He was gonna be one of the weapons that we used last year. Like it wasn't well, nobody kicked Daniel Barker out the door. Like we really wanted to use that dude. He's a pretty talented tight end. Um, we didn't want to lose uh we didn't want to lose Ryan Walters to a conference team by any stretch. I do think there is some stuff this defense is gonna be pretty fired up. And I you know, obviously Barry Lenny is gonna know what Ryan Walters and Kevin Kane want to throw at him. But also Ryan Walters and Kevin Kane are going to know what what Barry Lenny wants to do their, their way, and so that sets up some interesting dynamics here. Um, by a score total, these are the two worst defenses points per game in, in the Big Ten. I think they're skewed. Like I said, I think these two have played the toughest conference, uh, the toughest schedule so far. Uh, I do think that Illinois' defense, and, and you heard it in the broadcast, they talked about we had a really good week of progress uh, practice last week, and I think we were just this close, like I said, to start the show to really winning that game, something like 38-13, something like We were really close to having that get-right game that I was talking about. It's just a couple little things, and I think that we're cleaning those up. We still have a lot of inexperience on the field, and we're getting more inexperience on the field. But as they're on the field, they get more experience. What I would like to – what I think will happen in this game is I think it will probably be a little bit lower scoring than people think. I, I see this being something like <clears> – <throat> 27 17 27 20 illinois yeah uh that was a student analysis i like it and that's some real breakdown there um jason says that was battles play however protection broke down and full forced altmeyer out of the pocket to more that's true yeah that's yeah. true altmeyer made a heck of a play yeah, he did, and, and Brett gave him all that love today. Is and I think that's one of the reasons that why I like Altmeyer. He's just got sneaky athleticism, and even if he made some really bad plays against a really good Penn State team, I I still think against most mediocre to just average to maybe even good, he can be a really good quarterback. He may not be a great quarterback against great teams, but I think he's definitely good enough to get Illinois to seven or eight wins this year. If things get cleaned up. So um, I like Illinois in this one. I think I understand, and I hope everybody knows, I picked Penn State to win two weeks ago. So there's no Ryan just picked Illinois every week. Uh, and I still have at least one more loss that I'm picking toward for Illinois this year, at least one more. So um, I think I like your 27-20. I, like I said, I don't see – uh, Illinois giving up more than 21 to 24 to Purdue. I think and Illinois offensively should be able to run the ball. Uh, I think Illinois will get to around the 30 point mark. I'm going to say 30 to 20, 30 to 21. Uh, Illinois to beat Purdue. And uh, I think there's just too much for Ryan Walters to have to clean up 
with that run game defense. And I think it's not just going to be Barry Lunny having to figure out how to out scheme, you know, his old staff members, Kane and, uh, and Walters. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Bielema is going to be involved in that and stuff as well. Uh, so I like Illinois 30 to 21. And, and here's another reason why can't Illinois have a, just a pretty clean week? Why can't they just have one week where things just click? That's going to happen at some point. I got it happening this Saturday. Yeah. And if, if things click, I mean, we, uh, it could go, it could go really well for us. I mean, if we can get the turnover ferry on our side for a game where we, where we get three to a three to one or, you know, something like that three to zero. I mean, we could, we could, we could have a score similar to what Wisconsin did. I have no doubts about that. But if it goes the other way, or if we if we if we start slow, if we spot them ten, something like that, we could be it could be a, a situation. And I think that's that's the problem with Lunny, and that's the problem with the run game, and that's the reason why we were able to see what it did in the second half. We really ran the ball really effectively in the second half. It's because we got the lead, and I think that's the, that's the a ball. That's what we got to do. So we, I'd love to, for, for us to come out. Step on them, throw them some different looks, uh, get get creative with with some of our packages to throw at Hudson Card. Maybe we can get him to make a mistake and see what we can do. Yep. And just to finish up here, I think there's nothing wrong with you know Illinois getting a nice okay second and six. It's okay to try to run it again. Okay, third and two. It's but it's just we get to this point where it's like predictable to the sense of where it's like we know here comes a pass or he's going to throw it. He's gonna run it once and then throw it the next two two plays. It, L- L- Lunny has to Lunny has to use Altmaier's legs this game. He just yeah. has to. He ha- he has to, and that opens up so much. It, it opens up so much more for the running lanes later in the game because it keeps the defensive end or the outside linebackers home. It o- also opens up for some of that RPO stuff. Well, I would love a fourth and two RPO with a, a whip or a jerk route with Isaiah. I mean, there's just so much that you can do off that stuff. As opposed to like pitching it to the outside with love and um, and I, not nothing against Reggie, I thought he played a thought he played a fine game, did a really nice job. Oh, by the way, slipped my mind. You remember like the first like we did like a kind of like Altmaier kind of like ran down the line. It was almost like an option play, but it wasn't an option. It was always going to pitch it to McCray, and McCray got to the outside and started to turn up, and he slipped a little bit, and then he yeah watch that. Oh my goodness, if Josh doesn't slip that, oh, I mean that's a twenty five yard run probably. Yeah, I mean, he could have housed it, depending on what was going on. So, I was saying, so I, I was. I don't, saying, sl- I don't know if he he slows down when he gets out in the open field like Reggie Love or not. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so Reggie, that seven feet. Yeah. Um, there were a couple drops too, right? I mean. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I know McCray had one right in his hands. It looked like he had some room to do something with it, and he dropped he it. Made, he also made a couple nice catches too. So I mean, yeah. Oh, I was sitting in the colonnades up there with the. 70 to 80 year olds who don't like to get out of their seat and uh, i had to be a little loud a couple times and get them up off their seat you know because dick buckus was like get up off your rears and give mm-hmm. them hell you know and these old people are like should we give them hell i'm like yeah we're gonna give them hell let's freaking go you know so me and my 14 year old we got up we got the hands up we're like let's go you know, and and I I yelled a couple times like catch the ball, man. <laughs> oh yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, so you're going you're going thirty twenty one. You said I'm going thirty twenty one. Yep. Uh, so I, I'm thinking you know I like Hunter Card. I don't think Illinois is just going to dominate defensively and keep him under keep him under fourteen. You know, I think Card's elusive enough. He's shifty. They've got some good wide receivers. You know, I, I could I think they'll score twenty one to twenty four. But I think Illinois is going to put up at least 30. I think this defense – and if and if they don't, it's because Lonnie's refusing to run the ball or they're not – Luke's refusing to, to take it himself or Luke Altmar's refusing to pass because that, that Purdue can't take both away. You, you know they can't. They don't have the people. Their, their, their uh, defensive line is is not that good. And they're – and they're you know, they've got some depletion as well. So the secondary struggles, the defense, the line struggles. Somewhere Illinois is going to have an advantage. You can't just. If anyone, anyone wants to watch a clip, go watch a clip. I think it was a Tanner Mordecai. Just just go to CBS Sports and just the three minute highlight that they had. But I think it was a Mordecai's touchdown run. It was a pass, a design pass play, and that dude 
was in the pocket. Like he could have read three books in the pocket. Like they got no pressure on. And him. then he just runs around the edge and just gallops to the to the goal. Yeah. Yep, he just gallops to the old uh, pylon. He's like, oh, easy, easy does it. Yep. And, and let me tell you, I think Al Altmar is actually a little bit better athlete than Mordecai. So. Mordecai surprised me with his athleticism in the highlights, though. He did. He I did. Think, I, I, he, he did. He's, but he's close to Altmar, but I think Altmar is a little, little shiftier. But uh, so that – I will tell you that. And, and anything can happen, Kev. I think you could see another – you could see – we could see Lenny not try to take advantage of, of, of the obvious glaring weakness – but to hey. me, that's what's going to make it fun, though, Kev, because Kane and Walters know where their weakness is, and they know that, hey, everybody's been pounding it down our throat. We know Bielema likes to run the ball. So that's why I'm telling you, I think Lonnie, uh, I think Altmaier is going to have to just beat them with the one-on-one -on -one coverage they're going to get. Maybe maybe you get to see your guy, Sean Miller, or maybe you get to see one of those more vertical threats, or maybe we get to see Kenny Battleson make a play. So, um, Guess what? The tight ends better be involved, too. That's what I know. Uh, so moving on, uh, yeah, moving on to something. Hey, yeah. We got some news other side of the street. What's going on? Yeah, right? Other side of the street. What up? Uh, we're looking just right over there, uh, across, uh, yeah. Across Neil, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just across, across. The, what'd you say? Across Florida. Yeah. Across Florida. Okay. Campaign people say it's Kirby. I'm from Urbana. It's Florida. Yeah. Okay. Florida. So, um, so Illinois has been recruiting, as we mentioned, Mikey Lewis, you know, Jeremiah Fears boat, the Jeremiah Fears train, you know, is in full steam. Is he going to, is he going to reclass to 2024? Is he going to stay in 2025? We know Mikey Lewis wants to take at least one more visit for whatever reason. To me, that doesn't sound good for Illinois because if he was for sure locked in, he wouldn't be looking so hard to just go take another visit somewhere else. So the LSU one fell through because, as I mentioned before, the assistant coach, who was really his main cog to the connection, he left to go to the G League. And so, they also got another four-star guard at the same position, kind of yeah. surprised him and what didn't sit well. And now he's looking at Ole Miss, which is weird, but we'll see. Yeah. Ole Miss with old Chris Beard. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you can't fault somebody for being like, well, Chris Beard's had some success with guards, you know. Um, so I get it to a degree, but I don't, if you're already like heavily saying like, this is a school that's really wanted me more than anybody. I love it, but I just, I don't care where I take my visit. I just have to take another visit to me. That doesn't sound good. So <clears throat> they got Jeremiah fears where they feel really good about him. Um, it's just a matter of, is he want, does he want to come to 2024 or stick with his class of 2025? So Illinois has been recruiting. Jace Butler, a combo guard, a three-star uh, kid, which, by the way, don't worry about the stars. It's more of like his pick-and-roll game. That, that I know Kevin wasn't really sure about him until earlier, Kev. We talked. And yeah, I, went, I went and watched some highlights of him, and I was really impressed. Left-hander, um, got a really nice stroke. Not going to – He's athletic. He's, he's plenty athletic. He's not, but you know, he's not DGL athletic, but he's still plenty athletic. One thing he does really well, though, is he's uh, he's got a little bit of a bigger body overall. He's probably six four, but he's got some like broad shoulders, and he uses his body really well to position himself around guys. And left-handed is such a huge advantage. Like there's, like there, there, you can't play in the NBA if you can't go left as a right-handed dribbler. You can play in the NBA if you can't go right. Kendrick Nunn is still in the NBA, and he can't. James Harden can barely go right. Uh, so, like, because there's still just this, this stigma of like not, basketball players naturally want to sit on your right hand. Uh, but I was really impressed with what Jace, but Jace Butler's videos. Um, he was one of the highest rising kids in the summer. Really came on strong. Um, seems to be a really good kid too. Really smart, considering Stanford. Seems like academics are really important to him. I was like I said, I was really impressed. Like I did, I did what the common fan does. I saw he's a three-star kid, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I was hoping we were four stars or bust. I mean, we took Jaxtis, who's not quite a four-star kid. That was a little bit of a stretch, or we take another stretch, and I was like, oh, this kid, this kid can play. He's a good ball player. So excited to see what he can do. Yep. So as you mentioned, Stanford was one of the Power Five schools that got in on him later that wanted him to come take a visit. He turned him down. Um, and you look at other successful programs over the years, 
you know, UCSB, Cal Santa Barbara makes the tournament pretty much every other year. But Loyola Marymount had a really good season last year, had a guard that NBA level. Um, and then Colorado State was, was has been uh, in on him from the get-go. Pretty good, uh, pretty good basketball school. Another good basketball school. But to me, it's not like, oh, my God, look at those offers. Well, he had Power 5 schools. He, he's turned down uh, visits because he's like, I'm locked in. I'm set. I know who's prioritized me. And to me, here's what I want to say. And I mentioned this to a group earlier who were talking to me, and they're like, oh, it's just a reach because they didn't – they're not getting Mikey Lewis, so they got to take somebody. Let me just say this. The staff has been burnt so many times with kids, with egos and agendas, and so many people in their corner pushing for other things than what's best for – the player, but also definitely not what's best for the team. And Jace Butler is not one of those kids. You look at the Epps situation. You look at the Sky Clark situation. Yeah. This is a quality kid who may be a three-star, but he's going to be a guy that's going to give everything to Illinois. His family's not a problem. His family's going to want the best for him. They'll be okay. to The staff can coach him and not be a problem. Uh, that, I think the staff's just – Fed up with all the BS, and this kid's good, and I think, and he wants to come to Illinois, and just because it's a three star and that's underwhelming to some people, I think just you just need to get over it. Um, I think go watch his highlights and and uh, tell me what you think because a lot of people just say, oh, he's only a three star. You don't even did you watch his highlights? You I, know? Take Karis, I take Karis Levert's three stars all day. Yeah, so <laughs> I think it's just for for all the Illini fans is like. That's great. So where's Epps at, you guys? Yeah, he was a four-star top 100. Hey, where's he at? Okay, hey, yeah, Sky Clark was a five-star. Hey, guys, okay, where's he at? How long did he last at Illinois? Did he play a half of a season? Epps, right. took, a half, yeah. Epps took games off because he didn't play much. I mean, so to me, it's about progressing the program. You need a stabilization at the guard play, and, and this kid's going to be a stabilizing person who and, he, and he's left-handed we get all the left-handed guys yeah yeah and we gotta we gotta keep the lefty tradition going so uh so i like it a lot i uh, like it like it quite a bit um so kev so anyway i've got jace i'm predicting jace will be in illini i know he's he loved his visit and uh i think he loves the fact that he loves how the big 10 actually was going to be coming to his neck of the woods here soon too absolutely yep He's from California, so they'll be making a couple trips a year out there to to his neck of the woods to play. So it's not going to be as bad. Um, but Kev, as we get to final thoughts, anything else hoops related you want to get to? No, I mean I think it's something we still got to keep an eye on. You know, it's always not you know, recruiting is I, I I'm much more in tune with the basketball stuff because there's just so much so many fewer kids. Uh, but I'm I'm all football right now. I'm still I still a believer of this team. I don't know if I'm a ten win believer anymore. I mean that'd be kind of foolish when you have two wins in your first three games. But I still do believe this team uh, has a a trip to Indianapolis is still very much within within their grasp. They've got to clean some things up. They've got it. They've got to improve. They got we got to continue to show some improvement. But I do think we can win this week. I think we can win next week, and I think we can win the following week. Like I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm Mar and as much as we say that, like Maryland beat up a really bad, beat beat up beat a really bad Michigan State team, and heck, Michigan State was was in it there in the fourth quarter, it was 24 to 10. You know, uh, and, and to me, a real good team goes in there and thumps them, like like Washington. That's right. a that's a team that's like you don't have a chance against. Like, well, they were, they were up 21 nothing on them. <laughs> yeah, but then they crawled back. I think it was 21-10, something like that. I watched. I was watching some of the highlights. Uh, you can't – to me, Wisconsin is the biggest threat in the division. So I think Wisconsin's been impressive enough where they've had big leads, uh, you know, at West Lafayette. They still struggled some against Georgia Southern. I think it was 14-all in the third quarter. You know, but they gave a hell of a game to a really good Washington State team. So, uh, Washington State showed their true colors against Oregon State this week. Washington State's a really good team. So, I, I talked about it on Wednesday night. I told you guys. Yeah, really good. So, I think the West is up for grabs. So, do you agree with me? An eight and four, three law, three Big Ten loss, I think is going to win the West. I, I think I, I agree. I, I definitely agree. So, we'll see. I mean, there's just a lot of. A lot of games left, and I mean, we we're we're lucky. Like we get, 
we only get Penn State. We don't get Ohio State. We don't get Michigan. Yep, and that's so, that's where Illinois has their in their favor. Wisconsin, I believe, has Ohio State and Michigan. They might even have Penn State too. So, yeah. So, all right. So we're gonna get two final thoughts, Kev. I know there's been some golf. There's got to be some golf news. I could have swore I, I heard some. Well, there's stuff coming. The Ryder Cups this week, so I have my full attention. I might talk about that on Wednesday night. Um, we did have. I don't. I don't have any golf news. My final thoughts is this: is like, I, I'm. I'm. I get frustrated with the play calling, just like anybody else. I get frustrated with some of the stuff that Barry Lunny did. It's really hard to be mad at the offensive coordinator when you hang 500 yards on somebody. And like guys, like let, let, let your eyeball if, as you're judging the team, let your eyeballs tell you the truth, not just the stat sheet. And go back and watch some 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 games and, and look at what's going on. This team is doing some really good things on the football field, and I have not lost hope or faith that this team can still have a very successful season for Illinois standards, and that means making a bowl game. So. Yep, 100. I think Illinois, though, to, to my final thoughts. Illinois has to split the next two to keep that bull hope dream alive. You can't lose to two of the lower end teams. Uh, you know, it's like Illinois yeah, to, yeah. to get to six. You know, Indiana is, is 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 very very beatable. They're just not really good. Akron about took them out at home, uh, and Akron is one of the worst MAC teams. Uh, and then you got Northwestern, who was getting thumped at home by Minnesota, and then they just forget how to play. I mean, I got to give Ben Bryant Northwestern credit, but again, you're down 31 to 10 at home for a reason in the fourth quarter. So I think Northwestern had. Oh my God, Northwestern won that game? Dude, they beat Minnesota in overtime. 37. The, the flex blew it, Kevin. So I was like, I'm sorry. So like, I was at, I was doing wedding festivities all weekend. You didn't know these students. I didn't look at. I was like, I saw it was like, was Minnesota was dominating. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Like. Kevin, when you get off here, go go watch the highlights of that for like five minutes, dude. I'm telling you what, Penn Northwestern had to have like the most perfect last minute drive, and they connected on like two fourth downs. They threw a touchdown as time expired to tie the game. They were winning thirty-one to ten going to the fourth quarter and and lost. Yes, Minnesota to Northwestern. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Illinois goes plays at Minnesota on November 4th on my birthday, which that's going to be good luck. Uh, there you go. So, I'm just saying, the, the West is there. So, for to, to make a bowl game, Illinois cannot, though, cannot lose to Purdue and Nebraska, who can't throw the ball. Right. Nebraska just can't throw the ball. Like, they don't have quarterbacks who can throw it. So, literally, you just – it's read option, read option, read option. The only difference between Finn and Daniels and Har Hunter Harburg and Jeff Sims is that Daniels and Finn can throw the ball. So that's really not a dual threat. But anyway, Kev, I know you got family and things there for you. So uh, that's it. I think Illinois uh, wins the next two, eight and four, and a chance to win the Big Ten West is still there for them. So that's what's up. Yes, sir. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Wednesday night, Kev, 9 p.m. Yeah, don't, don't forget Fade the Deuce. Another winning week for your boy. Let's do it. That's right. The money's right there, man. You better follow him. You better be checking it out. All right. Swami out. I-L-L. I-N-I. -L. I -L.